1: Talking about millions of dollars. What would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time, man.
0: We're living in a material world and I am a material girl
1: or boy. Well, what about you now? What would you do? Besides two chicks at the same time? Well, oh, yeah. Nothing. Nothing, huh? I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. Well, you don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke, don't do If shit. I had a million
2: dollars I had a million dollars' jacks up tonight was just whoever on the board yesterday features up 10 as a house, features up 73 Dow features up 74 $1,000, $1,000. yes by the end of the week we're all gonna be rich the Santa Claus rally yes and we had a huge day yesterday not a seller in the house it's uh it's uh whatever Brendan it's heaven in the midst of uh an inflation now that's pushing 10 to 12 percent. Now, the goodness of if, if, uh, the
3: military, another was a 25 billion more than was requested?
2: Well, it's not going to people. How do you get a 2.7 percent raise when your inflation's 10 and think you're keeping people wow. even?
3: No, I understand that part, but uh, the the fact that they're continuing to give raises uh, and and increase the spending, even though... uh, But you're right. Uh, From that standpoint, it doesn't make a lot of sense at all if you're giving a 2.7% raise when uh, you are facing 10 to 12% inflation. I would say a different point. But yes, it it is... No one's going to be able to keep up with with the inflation rate if the raises don't keep pace like that.
2: Yeah, I don't... uh I'm, the stuff I see brett and i i don't I don't even begin to uh you know the fed is as you know and uh, you know i i continue to uh rail on them a little bit which I really wish I could get off the topic but but they are the topic i mean, I mean that's the reason why the market was up yesterday That this is they've decided they have the two point deal of you know uh in managing inflation and uh Whatever people going, people being at work, full employment, right? They have added the stock market and the bond market to the mix to the detriment of the other two. They absolutely will will take any inflation to keep the market up. And I don't, I can't begin to see how the hell. I guess when I, this is a, a question that I've had pretty much, well, kind of forever, but since I've been on the show, is when you. When you get in a position, Brennan, and you're the attorney, so you're going to have to answer these questions, uh, when you get in a position where you, um, are an executive branch, right? From what I understand, the, uh, legislative branch makes the laws, right? The executive branch enforces the laws and the judicial branch interprets the laws, correct? Is that, is that mm-hmm. step one? How many people? That's fair, yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> so, When you start becoming the executive branch and you decide what you're going to enforce and how you're going to push it, it seems to me that that executive branch has taken over really the other two branches in a lot of ways. Maybe because we have so many friggin' laws that, you know, you can enforce whichever ones you want and which ones you don't. Um, Somehow this is becoming very discombobulated. and, and And I don't know, I guess my point is at what point does that become criminal to the point where you, you're, you're selectively doing stuff to the point where you're not even matching what you're supposed to be doing? Just ask it.
3: Well, whether it's criminal or not, you know, see, a, a lot of this goes back to the concept of the imperial presidency that goes back at least as far as the 1960s, when it was, well, even further than that, when you go back to Roosevelt and it was enforced during the Roosevelt uh, administration. Um, And how far the executive branch can push is in two things. First, what does Congress, what has Congress allowed the presidency to do, the executive branch to do, by not fully passing or, or taking care of, or passing laws or writing laws. And the second is how far the courts have allowed the president to interpret and push the laws from the executive branch by lack of, uh, lack of interpretation, or uh, broadened interpretation. Those two things allow the president, to uh, the executive branch, to push much further than before. Now, there's always a limit in that, because the the executive branch can only do so much without at least the passive consent and approval of both the other branches of government, because they are checks on them. But if if the congressional branch... Does not um, write and pass laws, then there's broader leeway been given by the courts for what the president can or cannot
2: do. Um, where, I'm, where I'm heading with this is, uh and as everybody knows, my my job is to manage money for people, and by the way, we've had a nice year doing that. Uh But the uh I look at what's going on around me, Brennan, and, and I I don't expect. I use the term regular people, people with regular jobs, to understand where I'm coming from here. And I guess that's why I feel it's somewhat my obligation to explain to people what is happening and and the ramifications of it. Now, right now, nobody cares because their 401K is going up every day. I mean, literally, Mm -hmm. 90% of the population, if you passed the law and said the market had to go up a minimum 10% a year over year, it can never go down, people would say that's a good law, right? (laughs) I mean, it's just... It's just the way people are, until they think about it a little more correctly and say, well, man, it's not so hard. But, here's kind of the drill as I see it, Brendan. The, we have people that we employ, and why is it becoming such a hair up my behind lately that I don't like people that I'm paying their salary to lie to me? Other people, I guess, I can't stop you from lying, but if you're, if I'm paying you, I really don't want you to, to do that? Now is that, is that being Southside or what?
3: I think outside, but I think it's pretty accurate. I, I agree
2: with you. So we have a chairman that says, we're cutting back. Now, I've, I've talked for the last 20 shows. I've said, you know, something's not right here. These guys are saying that they're going to cut back on this asset buying and blah, blah, blah. And the bonds should be, if they're not buying them, because they're the only buyers really that, are, that everybody's worried about, the bonds should be essentially going down. And they're not. They're not allowed to. The rates are actually lower than when they started talking about this. And they're down to, as I recall, uh, um, Brendan, the, uh, they're supposed to having no more asset buying, uh, come March. And they're cutting this down dramatically, cr- uh, fast, right? Well, what would you say if I said the last month it was 140 billion. It was even more money than they were supposed to be doing like six months ago. It's the biggest month they've had in like almost the, since the beginning of COVID. Now, uh, Would you say that that's a f- flat ass lie? Is it? Wh- what is that? Why? H- how do you how do you not get called on it? How do you not? It, but uh, but on top of that is there's this Fed balance sheet that comes out every week, sometimes late. The timing of it, Brennan, is whenever they damn well feel like it. Well, they used to give you intense money supply numbers every week, and about a year ago, Paul said we're not going to do that anymore. So. Now, am I, gonna, am I supposed to be dumb enough to believe, or our listeners dumb enough to believe, that nobody has those numbers? Those numbers are tradable, for God's sake. Am I supposed to believe that they they just, because all the bleeps from the Fed are all working at home and not in the office, that they're not even producing these numbers anymore? Am I, am I supposed to be that stupid? I just know I'm not getting them. You know, the, the last money supply number, as of yesterday afternoon I checked, now maybe they out there this morning, the last money supply number on the monthlies—they're grudgingly given out now. They're giving out mon- monthly. They used to give you—I uh, think it was boy—I think it was Wednesday night. They would give you the money supply numbers from last Friday, the week before. Now you're getting monthly numbers, but not until the 23rd or 24th for the next month. Now here we are at the 28th of no- December, and the November numbers are still not out. No, the lat—the last money supply number you got from the Fed is October 23rd. Now, am I supposed to believe that nobody has those numbers, printed, or just the public's not getting them? Stupid, stupid bleeps like me aren't getting them. But I I have to believe that other people are getting them and trading on them. Now, to my, in my world, that is criminal. Unless these guys have an absolute lid on any, that no one person, any place, has gotten a money supply number since October 23rd, uh, then I'm, I guess I'm okay with it. But why Why would I ever believe that, Brennan?
3: Well, I don't think that uh, you should be okay with it even if nobody else gets them. <laughs> because they do have an obligation to uh, share that information. You know, the, the overused term transparency, but still it's important for, for market verification and, uh, and, and just fairness when you're dealing with this kind of a system. So I agree with you completely on that point.
2: How, how does a guy... You know, I'm, I'm 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 getting I don't know. Like I said, I'm getting grumpier south side. But if you stuck me in the Oval Office tomorrow, the first thing I would do is get this guy would be gone. How do you, how do you talk about transparency when you when the the numbers you give people for them to know what you're doing? You stop giving them. How, how do you do that in the same in the no. same news conference, Brendan? You couldn't do that. I can't do that. I could never do that. well nope. uh, I'm totally agreeing with you. So what? What? So now, what? What do we do about that? Obviously, Sleepy Joe's not going to do anything about it. Nothing.
3: Well, <laughs> I don't know that there's any good solution right now. How to how to do that? Other than to keep raising the issue and either out of embarrassment or trying to force him to divulge the information. Force the Fed to divulge. Force the to divulge the information.
2: But well, but once they decide that they're only giving it to their buddies, how do you, how do you ever get that camel's nose out of the tent? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's about as blatant as it gets. I mean, what's well, next? Yeah, what's next? The labor the labor numbers and similar. What
3: you talked about that's similar. You talked a lot before about the, the purpose of the securities act and insider trading. You, know, you, you want to avoid anything like that because it's an unfair advantage that skews the market and skews the market in favor of just a a select few, you're picking the winners,
2: well, do you think the two guys on the Fed that were trading their own Interesting that have members like that
3: or senators uh, start
2: making a lot of money in the market? Uh, Milton Friedman was a, a proponent of just just let everybody insider trade the market would police mm-hmm. it the market would police it themselves now, I, I think to be fair, uh, to uncle milty um, there was no electronic trading when he was alive. So I think he, mm-hmm. his view of the trading world was <clears> that if you and I traded in the OEX pit and every time or the IBM pit and every single time the earnings came out, somebody walked in mm-hmm. 10 minutes before the, the earnings came out, uh, and, and seemingly had the right number and the right trade after one or two months, we'd figure out we're not going to trade with this guy, right? Uh, yep. but, but you can't do that electronically. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want electronically. But at least if you're if you're going to go down that road and be so selective in your enforcement, you if you're the only right. people, you seem like the only people they get, I mean at least have the decency to not throw somebody else in jail for it. But they don't. Just saying. I agree with you. So how was your Christmas? Christmas was nice. It was very
3: quiet. Um, I was supposed to go out to uh, my kids' part out to uh but it was a, a family thing so we didn't go. Um, we spent uh, Christmas Day with uh, my stepson and, and daughter-in-law, uh, just the four of us, and uh, they've got a big wedding coming up, not their wedding, uh, but they've got a, a family wedding coming up this Friday, New Year's Eve, so we uh, we uh, kept masks, we are all fully vaccinated and kept masks so that the uh, coronavirus wouldn't spread. Uh, I mean none of us to our knowledge was exposed we were tested that morning but we still had a very weird Christmas uh, taking care of each other like that um, it, it's really strange how how we are two years into this now and still having the same protocols
2: uh, especially when they haven't worked does anybody really think uh, these well, masks work? the are changing does anybody really think these masks worked ever?
3: I think that they're not going to prevent 100% of the spread, but I do think that, uh, that there's there's some effect to them.
2: We went in 15 months, Brendan, telling people to wear the bandana mask, and now they say it never worked in the first place.
3: Well, you know that you and I have different approaches on, on this. Um, and I'm, but I'm one that's, that's I think more cautious than you are, and I think that it's a, a logical step to try to help prevent the spread. Omicron seems to be a different, uh, different type of a variant that's much more transmissible, and I'm not sure how effective, uh, how effective the, the masks are, but I think they're still worthwhile to, to use and wear.
2: I, uh, would follow that up. My opinion is that if everybody Wore the spe- specific surgical mask that was tightened up around your nose and changed every three hours. They would do you some good. Not one person's ever done that in the whole year, two two years. Just saying. We'll never get the, the right yeah, number on this, but it, it worn worn properly. I I would roll with it. I don't I don't know one person who's ever worn it properly, including me. And I wear it every time I go to store because mm-hmm. I don't want to. But I, I never fit the thing up, so I can't breathe. And, and by the way, I don't change it every two hours. But I change it probably more than uh-huh. most. Anyway, but I mean, here, so how was your Christmas? Um, it was okay. It was it was a little interesting because one of the family members—well, like, he's not officially a family member yet—but he's been around long enough to where you think he is. Uh, the, the long-term boyfriend—he's uh, uh, in the fire department, and now in the, in the last. The last uh, couple of weeks is everybody has figured out what the people in South Africa has been telling us for a while is the Omicron virus is incredibly contagious, but it's also, you know, pretty easy on people, and a lot of people don't even know they have it. So it's buzzing through. It's yeah. it's sort of like a, you know, whatever, a, a, a real nasty to barely know you have it cold. Um, a lot of people who have issues and have not been vaxxed still find their way to the hospital. So I think having the vaccinations help you, I don't think they help anybody else in terms of it's of spreading it because people who everybody I know that has has had it recently has been fully vaccinated and boosted. And uh but they're they're also not dying, you know. So that's that's the good news. The uh so just as virtually everybody else has decided this omicron does not deserve 14 days at home, or even 10 days at home. So you have hospital communities now saying, "Get back to work after seven if you're asymptomatic, because you're not you're you're not spreading it anymore." The the fire department puts you under house arrest essentially until the day comes when a fire department doctor can clear you, which could be middle of January. Now, of course, you're getting paid the whole time, and if you're and if you're supposed to be working Christmas or New Year's. The person covering you on an emergency basis is, is what, double time, triple time? So only the city yet again, Brennan, is, is the last in line for this. And, and every mistake is to throw more money at people that they don't have. I mean, tell, explain to me how in the fire department where everybody's, pretty much everybody's vaxxed and, uh, and boosted is, if they even that helps, uh, now they're going to be, essentially a month off with pay, locked in their house, yet if you work in a hospital, you come back after seven days. Explain to, explain to me that, Lucy. Well, it, it,
3: I, I can explain that. I didn't know that was a policy. I hadn't heard that as a policy for either the police or the fire department. You didn't mention the police department. But I didn't know if that was true for either one of those departments. I hadn't heard that. Uh, but does that does not seem to make a lot of sense to me? And um, you're right, I, I'm also confused by the, the change in policy of saying people can now go back to work after five days instead of ten days uh, if they're asymptomatic. That also needed it up to uh, the individual, not to uh, any kind of external uh, uh, clarifier. Um, so it is strange that I had not heard that about people of the of department personnel. Uh, now I also think, though, that if that's the case, that that will change pretty quickly for two reasons. One, the most practical one is that we can't afford that many firemen off work for a month. If we just aren't that many, but you'll, be, you'll be able to cover firehouses for a month uh, as Omicron spreads. Uh, but two, when you look at the, the CDC requirements uh, and reducing it to five days for people like in the airline industry, and health care workers, I don't see how the, the city would not extend something like that for the, for the fire department and or
2: police department. They're going to be paying people double and triple time New Year's Day. When, when another, another month, when they cut it back, it'll be okay. Brennan already spent the dough.
3: Yeah, I, I don't have an explanation for that. I wasn't aware of that as one of the problems. I hadn't heard about
2: that. Well, not everybody has to wait a month to go see a doctor. But rumor has it been some, this particular gentleman had to wait three weeks. Two and a half weeks.
3: Why summon that others?
2: Because well, there's not, there's not enough doctors. They only have a few doctors that they will send you to, and, if, and until you go to see them, you're home. Of course, we can't add any more doctors.
3: Yeah, well, I, again, I haven't heard about that policy, and I, I, so I, I really can't comment on the. Uh, in the actual policy itself, but I mean, it doesn't
2: sound like it's it's very well thought out. I uh, I just I'm watching what's happening, Brendan, to our city, and I'm absolutely horrified. I never, I never thought I'd be wanting to move. I mean, you I spent some time. Well, you spent a lot of time in Michigan. I mean, you you have to be aware of the attitude of anybody out of the city for this city right now. It, it is startling. The mm-hmm. the. the People say, I'm never coming back, I'm not coming in, I don't, I'm not coming in to visit, I'm not coming for a ball game, I'm not doing anything. You guys, you're making it a cesspool, it's all yours. I just, another shooting on the Ryan Lake, did you see the the new low the other day? Uh, at the, at the Bomber House? Somebody parks his car, somebody parks his car, Alexis, I don't know how you park it out front, I don't know what he did, whether he had, he just left it for a minute with the, with the valet and they said okay. The guy runs up to his room in the place on his 15th or 16th floor. The guy gets off the elevator, mugs him in the hallway. Now there's gotta be cameras all over the place. Mugs him in the hallway, takes his keys, goes on, takes his Lexus. Now, let me get this straight. African American male, hoodie and a mask. We spend 90 bazillion dollars on masks or on, on cameras in this town. And then we tell people they gotta wear masks. Brennan R how stupid are we? How can you tell who the hell anybody is with a mask on? I mean well, where am I? Here? I no I,
3: uh, I I don't know how to answer that.
2: <laughs> the currency, exchange, the the um, the guys around the corner here, when you used to come down here, the uh the day the day loan play people, the the payday loan people, they but they, they even went out of business down here. Uh you couldn't walk into place if you had a, a hoodie or if you had a mask on. Mm-hmm. And now you can wear a hoodie and wear a mask, but by all these cameras, just, we just we just paid some some political hack to put up, and they're no good to anybody. I, it, you know, I just it's it's like it's like it's a nightmare, Brennan, and you and I are going to w- wake up or something. But how how exactly? Yeah, it is a
3: nightmare. I mean, we're worried. We're over in Michigan. We are in Michigan a lot. I'm over here now. In Michigan, and um, it, it is it is troublesome when we think about different parts of the city. I, on all fronts, I mean, the crime certainly. The crime is in areas that it never used to be, um, or at least violent crime never used to be, and that's really worrisome. Not to mention taxes and uh, the administration, and you uh, know, all the businesses. I agree with you. Working from home has changed that. Has changed the whole thing which um, so, so is the condition of the state of the city and also even things like Kim Fox as state's attorney and what she has or has not been doing in her uh, one and a half terms
2: well uh, two kind of questions one, are police even, even caring about getting these people and two, Brennan there's going to be a massive change in wealth in this town Somebody or somebody's are are going to be getting people's property at fifty cents on the buck, which leads me to the question: Mm -hmm. Is this intentional? Is is it somebody? Is there somebody pulling the strings? Everybody's got this view that it's these, you know, seventeen-year-old African American males that are, or is it more planned? I think it's more planned. I'm getting this feeling that somebody's pulling these strings, and it it isn't just random violence.
3: Uh, I'm not that conspiratorial. I don't think that there's any grand scheme in this. I, I think there's a lot of tensile frustration in, uh, in different communities. And I think that crime is, is rising again in a way that is not good for the city. And I also think that there is a police morale problem that the police don't feel supported either by the administration or by other folks in the city and are not uh and i think there's few of them too so there's there's a lot of issues with how do you cut down on crime in the city but those are real issues
2: right explain to me how the the uh shooting was a few months ago one of my buddies i have an adult beverage with likes to ride his bike home well he does ride his bike home and he rides along that area by grand in milwaukee right remember he had the big shooting there mm-hmm. one night after, one night at five thirty 30 in the afternoon. And uh, yeah, I biker, it right, biker, right over there. Yeah, a biker has yeah. got shot. No, Kinsey,
3: that's the like
2: jewel. Right. Explain to me how, if you and I were driving down there, we'd be swearing. Probably not. You and I are more patient than that. You can't go anywhere. You I mean at that at five thirty at night? That's why people are on their bikes, right? Mm-hmm. Some guy shoots up right. the whole street. Is backing down the street. There's cars that he's kind of not bumping into, but g- having to get it out of the way from. There's cameras every forty feet in this town that somebody's gotten a bunch of money to put up. Explain to me how that car gets out of that area at five at night without getting caught, unless somebody I wants to let it go. I've Explain
3: that you're you're right. I mean that's that is a very busy area uh, in River North, and uh, traffic is very congested there. I don't understand how they got away.
2: Um, how did the guy at Oakbrook get away? The two people shooting each other the other night. Now, is that random, or somebody want to buy the stores out there for 50 cents on the bar? Um, <laughs>
3: I, that story sounded like there were two individuals, two guys who, who had a beef with each other and started shooting. Uh, I don't think that that was designed as part of a grandstand. I think a lot of this is random violence. I, I don't think that there's a cabal of, of people who are, are doing well, this so that they can buy up property, cheaply.
2: I hope you're right, uh, but I, I think... That, that's something out of a, of a novel
3: that uh, <laughs> uh, well you know you know what yeah, you
2: Robert play novel. <laughs> no you know your buddy said was it Woodward and the other guy follow the money hey bud uh, take care follow of yourself money. hey happy 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 new year we'll talk at you next week good to hear from you and, right. uh, uh, SP futures up 14 as futures up 89 we'll be right back Mr. Joel on
1: how much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy do you truly know the odds welcome to luckbox.
2: Hello, and I'm Tom He's just my webinar on the board. SP futures up 13. NASDAQ futures up 87. I think we'll be up another 60, 70 today. There isn't a seller anywhere. I mean, uh, why would you be? The Fed's buying. Everybody's buying. Uh, Dow futures up 100. The, uh, over in Europe, we've got the DAX up 103.6%. Footsie down a buck, Chuck? That's unchanged. Well, how could they be down, for God's sake? kick around up 37.5%. From Asia, we've got Nikkei up three ninety two one point four percent. We're gonna make sure everybody's rich by the end of the year. Shanghai up fourteen point four percent. Hang Seng up fifty six point two four percent. So everybody's up, even the Hang Seng, although not much there. Uh, Japan uh, leads gains. Asia stocks rise after S and P closes at a new record. Finance, however, one point four seven or one point four eight, sorry, up just a little bit. This is this is what the Fed allegedly cutting back. If you believe these people. Whatever. Boon minus point two two. That it is actually moving towards zero. Again, their inflation rate over there is like pushing at eleven percent and they still have negative ten year rates. I mean that's uh we talk about that every morning. Japan up uh point zero seven, so they're positive a little bit today. Uh oil so there's up to seventy six seventy six, one ninth up a dollar nineteen, it's up another one and a half percent, Brent up a dollar five, seventy nine sixty five. So oil's come back from a probably Low had to be like sixty-seven dollars, maybe two weeks ago. So it's up fifteen percent since then. That's 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 a big push. Natural gas down a penny to four oh four. At least it's back over four bucks. Doesn't so look like it's making it towards six anytime soon. But it's over four. Uh, Goal. our Arbab was up two cents. Gold is up 10 bucks, 18, 18, the highest we've seen that in a while. Silver up 29 cents, twenty-three, twenty-eight. is as silver continues to make these rapid moves between 22 and 23 and a half and as soon as it gets there, it gets whacked back like whack-a-mole. Copper on change at 447, we'll see if it happens this time. It's not a prediction by the way. Uh, crypto, down 1700 bucks, back under 50,000, 49,000, three, three, when I say crypto, I mean Bitcoin. Mitty, what do you got for us, traffic weather sports?
4: 37 minutes past the hour. Good morning to everyone out there. We already have a couple of crashes to report, Chief, on the area expressways, roadways, and tollways. Looks like uh, we had a crash on the Dan Ryan. That's all clear now, so that's good news. Uh, But we do have an accident on the Stevenson northbound side at Illinois 171, which is exit 282. And that's uh, something you're going to have to navigate around on the Stevenson. It's not causing... A lot of delays, it wouldn't appear, but uh, that crash is out there. Uh, No issues on the Eisenhower. I mentioned uh, there was an earlier crash on the Dan Ryan. That's all clear. Up on the north side, Kennedy is looking good, and same for the Edens. We had an earlier vehicle fire a few minutes ago, uh, but that's apparently clear now, too. So uh, the earlier issues are all good, just that one crash on the Stevenson right now. Weather today could alter traffic significantly, as we'll have our first uh, kind of rain-snow mix uh, today. Could see 1 to 3 inches of accumulation, uh, but a high of 38, so it'll be slushy and wet, and we're not sure how much is going to stick, uh, but we will see our first snowfall today, it would appear. Right now it's overcast and 35, going up to a rainy and snowy mix of 38 degrees. For our Phoenix listeners, rain and a high of 54 today. Right now it's cloudy and 46 in sports, the Bulls uh, went down to Atlanta and beat up on the Hawks 130-118 to last night. Suns lost to the Grizzlies 114-113. And Monday Night Football, it was the Dolphins uh, blowing out uh, Ian Book, your Notre Dame uh, quarterback chief, and the Saints 20-3. to
2: Yeah, the Saints seem like they're kind of the world of earth this year.
4: Yeah, they've lost their top uh, three quarterbacks, and they're on QB number four right now, and uh,
2: not panning out so far. Not like the Bears, big star, the number the number three quarterback. Yeah. Are the Bears uh mathematically eliminated? It looks to me like they're they're getting hot. Uh
4: I don't I doubt they're getting hot, but uh I don't I don't know if they're mathematically eliminated or well, they not. gotta be they got ten losses. I would imagine yeah. Um but mathematically though, I don't know. It's obviously about zero or one percent. How could
2: they how could it, how could there be the uh Hey Joel, how are you?
0: Ah, good morning Chief. How you doing on this
2: Tuesday morning? I'm doing all right. I actually looked at the standings on the football and this is kind of an unusual year, Matty. I mean you probably already got this figured out, but there's more teams at this at this time of the year, five hundred or over than like there ever has been. And there's probably six or seven teams that are horrible. They got ten or eleven losses or twelve.
4: Yeah, when you look at the AFC, I mean, there's only three teams that uh, are not kind of in the seven, eight, eight and seven uh, or better range in the entire conference. Which and the crazy. other ones
2: have got like twelve losses.
4: And yeah, and then the the NFC, there's there's a few more bad teams. uh, You know, Seattle and uh, and Carolina, and obviously the Bears, the Lions, and the Giants. Uh, but but yeah, you're right. There's a lot of teams right around five hundred. The
2: other guys just keep losing.
4: (laughs) That's right. They're beating up on the bad teams.
2: What's the, what are we thinking this weekend, guys? Joel? Well, uh,
0: what am I thinking this weekend? I mean, you know, let's control the line of scrimmage. You know, no, no turnovers, no stupid penalties, you know, hot start. Uh, you know, Georgia, they got their players back. So, um, you know, so there's going to be no, hopefully there's going to be no covid uh, involving the game. Uh, we're seven and a half point dogs. You know, I I haven't been too good on the Michigan spread this year because I've been a little, a little pessimistic, pessimistic, but, uh, you know, seven and a half points is a lot of points. In the other game, man, I just haven't watched Cincinnati play that much. So, once again, going with the seven and, you know, Given points, that's a lot of points. So uh, Bama looks tough, but I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, I'm not going. I will be going to the championship game if uh, if we can venture that far. It's a long story on why I'm not going to the Orange Bowl, but uh, my daughter's going, so hopefully she can bring home the victory.
2: Where's Where's the the final? Indy. Really?
0: Indy. Yeah. Yeah, it's an indie this year. So uh yeah, so got the hotel rooms, got the tickets to the university and uh I'm just gonna I'm either gonna start the new year out on a really high note or you know, not such a high note, but uh good season anyways, Chief.
2: Oh yes, but stupid question. If Michigan loses, are those tickets still good or are they only good if Michigan's in there?
0: You are stupid. they they they, they would go uh to the other team.
2: All right, so it's, uh, a, it's
0: the other two teams.
2: It's a contingent ticket.
0: A contingent, t- yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I don't think you're going to get uh, Michigan people uh, shelling out, you know, you know, five hundred, a thousand bucks for uh, to see the other two teams play. So that's where we stand, Michigan basketball. Uh, we're off to a slow start. Um, I got you know, juwan has got some work to do. We'll see if they can gel. You know it's early you know as my wife says you know you don't want to peak too early in sports so we're definitely not peaking too early and um, so that's where we're at on the Michigan Sports Update.
2: Well the uh, back back in the day when, when people had like real tickets you went down to like the NCAA or something uh, well, basketball that was the whole choreography of it that was the beauty of it if you wanted to go you just went and people would buy the tickets for the final four and if your team wasn't in it There'd be this huge scrum of people buying I and selling. It was I, it was, it was, it was uh, capitalism or competition at its finest. I thought it was. It was I thought it was great. <laughs> fine, yeah. So. Oh
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Thirteen, we waited and we got. We went down for the final game, and then uh, in eighteen, we ended up going down for both games. But yeah, everybody's there at the same venue. So yeah. the team that loses, you know, hey, they're walking out. They're dumping their tickets. So. Uh, with the, the one being at the Cotton Bowl and the other being at the Orange Bowl and not having the tickets yet. Uh, but like I said, you know, just let's, let's hope everything goes well between now and the end of the year, you know, and uh, you know, they get the games in. But uh, very surprising year for Michigan football.
2: Uh, so switching subjects, how long is the Fed going to keep telling us they're cutting back when they're actually pouring more money than, than they ever have?
0: Oh, people care about the Fed?
2: Uh, you'd, you do if you're short. I'm not short, but I'm like, I mean, okay, we,
0: yeah. Uh, I mean, come on. I, you know, I, I got. Uh, I had a guest on. I mentioned, uh, you know, a soft landing, and I, I got scoffed at. I mean, I, you know, to me, you know, the virus news is dominating the market. Um, you know, rates are going to head up. Is the Fed behind the curve? I, I don't know. I think. I think uh, Tom Powell got reappointed. He's, uh, you know, he's biting some time with his stances, and you know, as far as uh, you know, easing the supply chains and rates going up. I think they'll end the bond buying in March. You maybe see a rate hike in June. That's it. I mean, I, I, I just, you know, the Fed speak, you know, is just—it's nauseating. And it seems like every time people get worried about the interest rates and the market goes down, what happens, chief? What happens? Buy the dip. That it just well, they, shake the buy, buy the dip, man, Callie. Now we're in melt-up mode.
2: What, what let mean. me let me ask you this. What what's gonna have to happen for these guys to actually do what they say they're gonna do or where the, the 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 drum beats are gonna be so high against this inflation that they actually have to say what right now they're absolutely lying to us. They they poured more money in the system this month than they have in two years.
0: What's gonna have to happen? No I nothing. I don't think anything I mean rates are gonna go up incrementally chief. I I don't think that they're ever going back to four per, like five percent, six percent, seven percent. I would almost I, I just don't.
2: I think they when they lose control they're gonna be at five or six percent so fast that we're not gonna know what happened. And I don't wanna see that happen because I saw it happen before and it was pretty ugly.
0: Yeah. You know, um you know I, I just, I I know we talk about this. We go back and forth on it. And I just, I just try not, it just, try not to let it cloud my long term investment view on the market because if it, you know, you got to be properly diversified. um, Hedges against inflation. I mean, I'm still looking at my gold. I'm still looking at my, you know, the silver that I have. It's gone nowhere. Bitcoin, a little bit too volatile of an instrument for, you know, for me. Uh, but what, what could be a good hedge against inflation? Stocks. Because there's going to be, you know, inflated stock prices. We are in a current, we're in a melt-up mode now. Oh, sure we are. I I think we are this week for sure. We're going higher, but we're in melt-up. What are you going to do? You got to, you got to be in the market unless you're ready to retire or buy a house or buy a car or send your kid to college.
2: Yeah, I would agree. But happy new year. Talk at you next week and go, go blue for you, guys. Hopefully
0: hopefully a big go blue. Uh, let, let's tame those dogs.
2: Go blue. I'd love to be talking to you next week about them being in the finals, bud. Take care. SP Futures up thirteen, NASDAQ figures up ninety three. Back in a minute. Kenny Pulcarry.
4: Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain?
5: That's 708-349-3456 or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com.
4: Interested in promoting your business to a high-end audience comprised of entrepreneurs, traders, executives, and the everyday business person? Consider advertising on Stocks and Jocks. With a devout listenership covering the Chicago market along with a vast online presence, advertising on Stocks and Jocks may be just what it takes to put your business over the top. For more information, contact me, Matt Weber, at Matt at StocksAndJocks.net. That's Matt at StocksAndJocks.net.
2: Stocks Jocks. Stocks and Jocks. Stocks and Jocks. You are out of control. Right here. Right now. Right here. Right now. Right now. Hello, welcome Face, Stacks and Jacks. Same time, Just from in the board. SP Futures up thirteen. Nasdaq Futures up eighty nine. Can you spell melt up? That's what we got going here. Kenny, how are you, Bud? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I just uh, I continually be in disbelief at, uh, at what we're seeing, uh-huh. but I'm seeing it. Uh, and I uh, well, I love the, the melt up. Is there any? There isn't a seller in the house this week, is there?
6: There, there is not a the CDC okay, the your, your, global markets are higher your, US markets are higher and it is a melt up a lot of people away from their desks so a lot of the action being driven by the algorithms in a very light order book right
2: I just you know I, I have a obviously we actually actually came a bit of a nice year even though I've protected people we've managed to make some pretty good dough it's not the same as if we I mean, just all in, but uh, by the same token, we did pretty darn good. And, uh, I, I'm just, I'm just stunned by this. That the, you know what I can't, I, I still can't get my, my, my mind around the fact that, that there's, there's, mo- most of the investing public and most of the money managers don't, don't really manage anything. They just get the check and they buy. You, right. know, you know, you know, and, and people, <laughs> you know, so, and people say, well, God, look at the, uh, I mean, it's, it's stunning how you hear people say, wow, I'll wow, look at the, uh, the FANG stocks going back up and so Doesn't anybody get the math, Kenny, like you and I do, that if, if, if you get a, something from a client and you don't even care where the market is and you just buy, 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 well, cause that's what you're being, that's what you're, you're telling them you're gonna do. It's not like you're doing anything wrong. That's exactly, you're doing exactly what you say you're gonna do. And you just put it in there that for every $100 you put in the Q's or the S&P, like 45 of the dollars are going into those five stocks. I mean, Duh! No wonder they're going up, right?
6: Uh, agreed, yes, absolutely, and uh, that's going to—I think—that's going to come to an end uh, in two years. It's Going to be much more difficult just to do that because I think you know, like you and I have discussed, there'll be turbulence ahead. So the guys that are really managing the risk and managing the money will the ones will be the ones that come out on top.
2: I would, but I have a question for you because you're closer to these creatures, and I use that term intentionally than I am. Anybody who's listened to Yellen, Powell, Biden, the whole group, not that I'm, I'm saying those guys are Democrats, because they were all appointed by, they were there when Trump was there, not Biden, but the other two. Uh, right. I, how many more months can we have people that we employ tell us that they're cutting back, they're worried about inflation, and then go out and have a, a record month of pouring money into the system and, and nobody calls them on it. 140 billion I got them this month. Okay, that, that's way above anything they told everybody. It's certainly no cutback. And it's the reason why the bonds, anybody three, four weeks ago that had an ounce of brains would say, man, I don't want to be long these bonds anymore. Yet they've gone straight up. Right. I mean, so right. Wh- why, why is it the job now to tell people one thing and do another?
6: Yeah, but wait, let me ask you a question. Where are you getting that number from? Because wasn't the, well, I guess, I guess that's what you're saying. Wasn't the announcement only 90, they were going to buy 90, only 90 billion, but I mean it's down from 120, on, where'd you get 140
2: from. On uh, December 1st, let me get to the sixth month here, this number just came out yesterday, it came out late of course, on December 1st, the uh, Fed balance sheet was eight eight six five zero. okay? Yeah. As of last week, it's 8790. My simple Southside Mass says that's 140 billion.
6: That is 140. Billion. Yeah, that's interesting. You see they publish that quietly at night where nobody hopefully sees it. I don't understand the why. To your point, why more economists and or analysts are not are not pointing that out?
2: Well, not to mention, you know, the the money supply number. that's supposed to come out the now monthly money supply number. It comes out on or about the 23rd of the month. It's now the 28th. It's still not out for November. So the last money supply number we have is from October 23rd. Uh, and now that's late too. Now, the idea, Kenny, am I, am I supposed to be dumb enough to think that, that there aren't people that have these numbers? It's just not me. No,
6: of course not, they have the numbers. Yeah, they have the numbers. They just don't want to release them, right? Because they don't want, they don't want everyone to see what's really happening.
2: Well, how, how does, how is that even, how is that not even criminal, for God's sake?
6: Well, it should be, and would, wait, maybe we should be talking about that, right? Because it is. It's completely misleading, not only the public, but investors, portfolio managers, everyone that, you know, got a responsibility to manage other people's money and manage risk. It's a complete irresponsibility.
2: Well, how do we... It's getting worse, though, not better. No, Nobody... No, the Why Why doesn't Powell get a question like that at one of his news conferences? Hey, you bleep, you're not putting out the weekly money supply numbers. Does that mean they're not making them, or nobody's getting them, or who's getting them?
6: Because there are not people like you and me sitting in that room asking the question.
2: Is that because we're old, or because we smell, or what?
6: <laughs> no, it's because they don't want to let us in the room to ask those questions. They only want the people in the room that are going to ask nice questions.
2: Uh... And We're not those type of guys
6: <laughs> no well we're nice guys, but you know the questions will get more pointed, and they don't necessarily want necessarily be uh, they don't want to be pushed into a corner they have to answer it right because how come that's not a topic of conversation? Why isn't the street talking about it? Why aren't economists talking about the growth of the money supply and the fact that you know they, they, uh, they filled the system with one hundred and forty billion dollars versus the ninety that they said they were going
2: i I think those people are getting the numbers. <laughs> that's why they're keeping quiet i think the banks. right well, yeah
6: yeah they have them they sit they're out there there's no one's just talking about they're kind of putting them in the drawer
2: hey uh on, on another note how was how was the christmas did you manage to, to dodge all the covid stuff and the people you're supposed to have over have over and stuff
6: yeah we did my parents were there my brothers there my kid my daughter came my two daughters came down from new york uh so it was fine there were eight of us for dinner we did the seven fishes um, so it was a great night, actually. We ate out on the deck, overlooking the intercoastal. The weather was perfect. It was great.
2: Good for you. Good for you. That sounds like fun. How was it,
6: yours? You know, it, was, it
2: ended up, uh, w- one, of our, one of our guys, was, uh, was a fire department guy, had, uh, had a COVID uh, issue, even though he's fine. Was, right. And if he used the new five- or seven-day uh, protocol, he'd be back to work. But, of course, that's not the way the fire department does that, so he couldn't come over. But other than that, we right. managed to see everybody. We would... A few, one day, a few, the next day, and moved. the only problem was that I had to eat like three times, so it was a. I mean, I'm, back. I'm kind <laughs> a of. T-
6: is that really a problem, or did you enjoy that? Well, I, that.
2: I went to the. I went into the pool last night. I would have had to swim to Ohio to work it off, but. I, <laughs> but no, everybody. Uh, everybody cooked, and uh I, I'm going to next year. I'm going to do at least four of the fishes. I was telling everybody, my buddy Kenny sends me his recipes. I've never tried them yet. And, uh, they said, well, let's, let's, let's try four at least. We won't go the whole seven, but we'll try four. And I mean, I, I promise to do that next year, Kenny, because this stuff sounds so good.
6: Yeah, yeah, it was delicious. I got to tell you, this year, I did switch up one of those. Like, I switched out the Galamadis because I couldn't get them down here. So I made, uh, bronzinos with, I seated it on the stove and then I, I put it in the oven and baked it with lemon and butter and capers. Simple, but it was so good.
2: Wow. My, uh, my Audrey's, uh, uh, cousin, he was a. He used to be a chef down at some big restaurant in Kentucky, and he. Uh, my mom used to love this stuff because I was thinking about her all during dinner. He, he made up the shrimp de Jean. It was the die for it. There's something that is, is falling out of the. Nobody, nobody makes that anymore because there's so much butter and stuff in there. It's, it's so fattening. It's scary, but God, is it good? <laughs> there's only like a it couple. It sounds of like
6: one, It sounds like a recipe for me.
2: <laughs> oh, it's 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 every every Southside, you know, restaurant used to have shrimp de Jean. It was a big Southside. Now there's maybe. A few of them left where you can even get it, and uh, and it, it's good. I mean, you, you uh, cheese and bread crumbs and, and about ninety sticks of butter and shrimp, and that's that's what you got. I what about a ton of garlic, <laughs> and, you're, yeah. and, and you're good to go. But uh, so, what are you it are, are we uh, are these guys? Are we going to make it for the week with like you know fifty spoo points a day? I mean, we or, or is there wow. gonna any hesitation here at all?
6: It certainly feels like that. I just in my note this morning. I drew the trend line uh, on the S&P from, you know, back in February, kind of right up above to see where resistance would lie at the moment. And the trend line shows you 48.63 would be where it should find some resistance, although, you know, every time we think we're going to hit resistance, we blow right through it. But the trend line suggests 48.63, which is just another 70 points from where we are today. Um, could it happen in one day? Sure. We saw 62 points yesterday, um, which, seems a little bit, which seems a little bit crazy. But I suspect that this is probably the high right here for the end of the year. I mean, I know I've been saying that for a couple of weeks. I didn't think we were going to get this last-minute surge. But to your point, there are less people sitting at their desks, there's less liquidity, and the action being driven by technology and algorithms, which tend to exacerbate and amplify the move in either direction, whether it's up or down. Today, you know, yesterday happened to be up. Today is probably going to be up again, but let's just see what happens because I think in January, whenever it comes back to the desk, then you're going to have a readjustment.
2: Well, for the last five or six days when we had the one down day, we've averaged like a, a spoo tick up every 10 minutes.
6: Yeah, I know. It's crazy. For every I 15 minutes. I mean, it's think just... a, lot of the, a lot of that's driven by the technology.
2: Well, I mean, the, I, don't, I don't know about that. I think it's driven by the I mean, how many, we, there was a guy on uh, your old station, CNBC, talked about how many billion dollars have gone on the ETFs in the last three weeks.
6: Right. Well, because there was some people, there was a guy on yesterday on, on uh, on what uh, would Liz Clayman on Fox saying that, you know, 50, 62% or 58% of portfolio managers are under-invested, uh, and so therefore that money has to go to work. But I said, but I contacted him, listen, They could, if they're underinvested, they may be waiting for this January move uh, to put that money to work. If people think that we are going to get the turbulence and then maybe we don't end up getting it. But if we do get it and the markets do back off once Jay gets more aggressive, then I think there's an opportunity to put that money to work.
2: Well, I mean, you're, you're underinvested under, in in terms of, uh, I guess I'm going to say today's different world, Kenny, but we have, you know, in the, uh, groups, a couple of groups I'm with, you know, there's like $60 million in one group, $70 million, and we've got, because we've had some stuff that, uh, we got exercised for a dividend, and we've had just some deep in the money calls, we said, the hell with it, you know, we made our money, let it go. Uh, we've got, you know, three $3 million in cash, four? Yeah. Well, yeah. four out of 70, somebody's going right. to come in and say, you owe every last dime needs to be in the market, but world was never like that four out of 70 no, absolutely in
6: ca- not. four out of 70 what's that that's a four and a half percent position yeah. in cash yeah. i don't think it's unreasonable considering the valuations are so stretched i wouldn't see that that's unreasonable if you had a 15 percent position in cash i might say well you know maybe you should put some more to work but a four and a half position in cash in this environment i don't think it's unreasonable at all
2: but i have you know i have um a couple of the guys that i you know i give advice to kenny because i'm you know, pretty good at the option stuff, and you know, guys will say, "Hey, I got X, Y, Z, and I, I bought it at one forty, and I sold the sixty calls, and it's at you know one eighty. What do I do?" I said, "You can't try and save that one. You're you're twenty bucks the money. Just just let it go." You know, and we'll try something. If you want to get along tomorrow, we'll get along tomorrow. We'll do some, some. I said you did good. I mean, (laughs) you made you made twenty bucks plus plus the money on the calls. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's it's up to one eight. I said you can't do that. (laughs) You can't you can't look at look at the screen and every stack that's up or down. Say I should be in there and like whack yourself upside the head with a book. Your head will start to get sore after a while, right? I mean, you you you, mean you can't do that. And I said just just take your money and yeah, but now I'm going to be in cash. We can fix that tomorrow. Relax. <laughs> but boy, yeah. I mean, but you know that you know, man I, I don't have to tell you. There's this. If there's a nickel in the account and, and we're up like yesterday, clients will call and say, "What are you doing?" You know, and uh, right. right. It's I don't I mean
6: they'll, they'll call you if it's up like yesterday and say, "What are you doing?" But if we're down, you know, a thousand points or a hundred points on yesterday,
2: that these guys. I mean, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna lob this one out there. You're calling. You don't have to answer. Uh I think that the the, the third charge of the Fed now is. To keep the stock market up, and it's become way more important than the other two, and I think that that's. But I also think it's very unwise, because eventually you you run out of gas with that. You can't just be up forty spoo points a day, and I mean your margin, your margin loans are going to get so high. I I don't think you can do that forever. Although I have been wrong for a long time, they've gone. I don't know how much more are we going to become the Weimar Republic or what.
6: Uh, well, that's what we're afraid of, right? And I would agree with you. I don't think it's the Fed's mandate to support the stock market, although that does appear that that's what they've done for the last, you know, 12 years, ever since the crisis in 2007. Now, I understand in 2009 when they started it, I get it, right, because the global financial system was on the verge of collapse. I get that. But it's gone on way too long, and you and I both know that. And we keep saying that. Yet they continue to do it. Now, you know, the answer is, uh, I guess the question is, now that, uh, we're going into a midterm election season, and Joe Powell is ready to uh, add the uh, the Federal Reserve with a couple of new appointments. What then is going to become the Fed mandate? Are they going to are they going to go slower? Are they going to continue to kind of support the market in the middle of this midterm election so that it doesn't it doesn't become a complete head show where it falls apart? We'll see.
2: I think the answer to that is yes.
6: Yeah, I agree with.
2: But you. there's always going to be a political reason to to support the market. <laughs> yeah, and right. it's supposed to be a price discovery mechanism. It isn't anymore.
6: Well, it is at the moment. It isn't, but I think if they really, if they really start pulling back and raising interest rates, then we'll see what the market really does and how investors react. Because remember, there's a the whole generation of portfolio, quote unquote, portfolio managers that know nothing but zero interest rates. Unlike you and I, yep, they know nothing what it's like to be in a rising rate environment or if rates spike suddenly, what to do. Right? They're, they're all. They're all green right they have no experience with that at all nor do a bunch of investors there's a whole generation of investors oh yeah zero interest well,
2: they're gonna so be, it's going to be
6: an education for a lot of people
2: they're going to be after these guys heads you're supposed yeah. to make this work for me kenny uh, happy new year I, what uh, next week we'll find out are you having new years or uh you're heading we're, to
6: we're just no we're just yeah we're going to be here in florida for new years like i said my kids are still here and uh, we've got some friends that are in town, so we're just going to do it's low-key. I'm not a big New Year's Eve, go out and drive around and uh, do all either. that stuff. I never was, and nor am I
2: now. No, me neither. All right, take care of yourself, bud. We'll talk to you next week, and Happy New Year. SB Futures up 13, NASDAQ is up 85. Back, Mr. Jeff Joseph.
1: Hear ye, hear ye! The Homer Broadcasting System is on the air!
2: Stocks, and jocks, jocks. stocks and jocks. You are out of control! Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello, I'm Ruppet Station I'm Tim Allen. Mr. Matt Weber. We also have other people, that appears, on the board. SB Futures up 13, SF Futures up 84. We have Mr. Jeff. Uh, Jeff, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hey, bud, how are you? I'm good, Chief. How are you? I'm doing all right. Happy New Year. I won't see you talk to you. uh, Well, I might, but I won't see you on the show again after New Year, so Happy New Year.
3: Uh, Merry Christmas to you. We're not quite New Year's yet there, but...
2: Well, coming we're, soon. We're we're, we're, we're we're Tuesday. It's Friday. Boy, it doesn't it? Doesn't seem this I year. These days. Are, you, um, what are you? What are your plans for New Year's? I don't have any as of yet. Mm-hmm. Hey, we, we work. I mean, it's a it's a what's a, a full day of work. Uh, the changes don't even open, Don't even close at twelve. So we doing the show in the morning. So who knows? I might have to do the like the New York one, and that that'd be it. We watch the fireworks there and doze off and you know, all type of thing. Right, but uh, we actually, my, my uh, well, I understand Chicago is spending a the money for their largest show ever. That'll be interesting.
3: Right?
2: Um, I don't. I, I, uh, I. All you have to do to, to make yourself wonder these days, Jeff, is to just listen. I, this morning, I couldn't believe that this massive military bill they just spent that the inflation now is what ten percent, and we're giving our people in the armed forces a two point seven percent raise. Gee, talk about tanks for <laughs> nothing. I mean, what, what what is that all about? How do we not give a five or six percent raise these people? But at least
3: um, that's a <laughs> when you want to make helicopter payments, and all of a sudden you don't even want to keep up with inflation, according to your own numbers. Uh, then there's something wrong with that, that's for sure. I
2: mean, was, we're going to send out. We're going to give the people of what are the united airlines or some of these some of these airline companies 50 billion dollars to stay in business and keep people paid it, it it we don't even ask how much they're paying them uh although i think there is some limit on that uh I mean, we can't even give people in the army a 5% raise when or, or or are we keeping the the uh the the chow and the stuff at the px that there's that there's price controls on that i bet there aren't Just saying. yeah
3: I don't believe be, it was about seven hundred and seventy billion. I know, but I think that was uh, slightly decreased, right? Really?
2: Uh, up a little I bit because there's some money in there for uh, um, China watching. There's some money in there for something else. There, were, there was a few things for uh, Ukraine watching. Three hundred billion for that or something. And uh, uh, there were, there were, I just listened to it on the radio. I didn't get, dig through the mess, but it's uh, this this whole. Helicopter money thing, I, I don't, you know, I don't know how long it's gonna be while well, we still, we're still working our way through that. And if you count on that the, the denial on, on the, on the part of the government where you can't even, can't even believe them. How come whenever, I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, somewhere along the line, Jeff, some guy comes on, some guy, there's, there's always a guy doing a study on something, right? Now it's not a luckbox magazine study, we can actually believe it. Some guy comes out and he goes, Remember, remember, you don't you don't hear people doing this anymore. But remember back in the day when you'd get the buffoons from Washington or other people, and you'd ask them a question, and the guy would immediately say, "Quite frankly," and then he'd answer the question. Right? I mean, you don't you don't necessarily hear that anymore. You, uh, somebody somebody fact checked like twenty of these guys and said that if somebody says "quite frankly," you got like a fifty percent chance of a fat lie following it or something. <laughs> 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 and well, now I think the transparency. And to be perfectly transparent, it's the same thing. Or, or you, or, or somebody, you know, you're sitting next to somebody in a bar and a guy goes, with all due respect, God, are you an ass? You know, that type of thing. <laughs> with all due respect. You know, what, what kind of respect is that? You just call me. <laughs> anyway, I'm saying, I, the more these guys say how transparent they are, the worse they get. Seems to me. I mean, is, is the Fed being transparent, telling you they're going to cut back and then they had, they had their biggest month ever? I won't say ever, but uh, that I can find on the page here and put money into the system in, in December. Now, why, without telling anybody because you don't give people money supply numbers or anymore. Now, how does that even, how does that even comprehend in, in in today's world? How do you do that when people, I, I think we've gone the opposite way here and then you being in the news business, much I am, correct, correct me here. I think back in the day, uh, when when you could give a, a a train stop tour when Lincoln's running for president, he could say something in Peoria and the chances of somebody, you know, down the line at the the next stop a 100 miles away, knowing what he said in Peoria and he could change his his speech probably pretty easily and nobody would keep track. And then you went to the point, you would think today that nobody could do that. I think these guys are convinced that the news is like trying to take a drink out of a fire hydrant. They can say whatever they want and people don't track them at all. Because there's so much out there, I mean, am I wrong or am I partially right?
3: Um, no, I think that, I think that's really accurate. But I, th- I think the answer lies in the um, the perception of integrity that we hold for certain establishments, uh, and I would include both politicians and and media under those categories. So back back in the day when media was more revered. And more distinctly nonpartisan, there was a little bit more credibility inferred upon their statements. So you would expect you would expect media to be more accurate, as we've become to accept that media is more of a, a fire hose of partisanship, and and you know, and it's uh, speaking to the the denizens of its respective bubble. That we don't expect it to be as accurate as much as we expect it to be entertaining to that audience. So, as media is, is transformed, um, and they made the conscious decision to do this—to go from being about facts and news to being about entertainment and engagement—which is what their focus is, entertainment and engagement—then we bestow less credibility upon it, and and have less we. It, it, we're not offended when we find out that media lies to us, and I would say the exact same thing about our politicians. Um, that you know, if someone were to make that statement, change on that train train to stop, here, you know, that whistle stop, from uh, New York to Florida, that would be offended. That would that would be a true gotcha moment. But we catch our politicians lying and changing their mind on things you know, very, very frequently and it it doesn't matter to us anymore because we've already come to the conclusion that they're not about integrity, they're about audience engagement and preaching to their choir, you know. So I I, I think if you if you could and I think that's the problem we're having with science right now, because the establishment of science had our collective respect, but as it's been thrown around by other people, predominantly non-scientists, follow the science, believe in the science, and then do something completely non-scientific the next day, we're losing our credibility and authority in science as well. So what's happened already to media and politicians is now beginning to happen to science, and through less fault of the scientists and (laughs) those same media and politicians, because we've already accepted the fact that we don't believe that what media and politicians are saying, that we don't have a high regard for when they actually lie. It's not a big surprise.
2: I, uh, of course, whenever, whenever you say something like that, you you'll get me like five questions. That's why it's so beautiful when you're on. Uh, but also it was a challenge for me. Uh, where, where do I start here? Uh, did you read the, I think it was a guy from Northwestern. Last week he was in one of the papers or someplace where they asked him what the long-term problem is going to be with this COVID. And he said, one of the biggest long-term problems is credibility. He says, we always thought we could, we could listen to this center of disease control. And now it's, it appears these guys have been, you know, <laughs> uh, he didn't say lie, but he said, you know, they've been, un- they've been unbelievable since day one.
3: Yeah, we hear, we hear them learning in real time. Um, well, you know, so so, Chuck. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But everybody also said the politicians,
2: and everybody goes, "It's obvious to everybody that this thing's been a goat bleep since day one, in terms of who they're protecting, who this, you know, the in- interactions with the the uh, international guys, the, the the what is it, the international uh, uh health organizations, at the I what who is that? What's the name of those guys? The international health organization that tried to." Downplay the fact that it came from the lab in Wuhan because they're beholden to the Chinese. Okay. Goes,
3: so you, World, World Health Organization. But you know, I
2: I don't but this is it, it to me it gets more serious because everybody looks at, at what they do. I mean and, and and I'm gonna say in in my sphere, I can't believe this Fed. And yet I believe other people are getting the real numbers, Jeff. The idea that they stop giving weekly money supply numbers i don't believe for a second that those numbers aren't still being produced and somebody's getting them i'm just not getting them now, but the question is why now when i when I did this, and to say how this, this 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 lack of believability of these bumps when, when I did you know I, I love to tell people my Pullman story when I was the inflation guy for the the new york new york uh, Massachusetts Bay Transportation Authority purchase of sixty railroad cars from Pullman, and I did all the Inflation adjustments for Pullman, for the people who had contracts, and I was very aware of the people who didn't have inflation adjustments and wondered if they were going to make it through because inflation was, you know, 8%, 10% a year, and the three years it took to build these cars. So if you would have had... I don't think the guy who put the lights in, and they were, it's a big contract, I don't think he had a clause, Jeff. And uh, I'm going to say that the prices, unless he made them early and just stored them, I think the guy got screwed. But, but just saying... The thought, the thought of anybody in those days, when I, when I called the, uh, Massachusetts Bay and I said, by the way, inflation was 1% last month, uh, or last, we did a quarterly, last quarter was 2% in the quarter, uh, by the way, the price of the cars is up 2%, and they go, okay, that, that jives with our numbers, and so it was a 30 second phone call. Well, none of us, on either end, maybe I just wasn't old enough, but none of us critic would, would question the CPI. I and mean, if you had an inflation clause, the unions, everybody, you went with the CPI. You 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 never dreamed that the CPI was gonna be tainted like I think it is today. Where where I would call him up and say, It looks to me like the CPI is up half of one percent, but hey buddy, the price of our steel just went up like five percent. We need to we need to do something else. That 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 never happened. that was so far from anybody's mind, Jeff, that, that the CPI wasn't a legit number. Now I think it's anything but legit. I mean, every single spot, even things you would think that you never had a look at, you look at them and you go, what the bleep? I mean, these guys got a two tenths or a two percent rise in rents last year. Every study you and I have ever seen in the last six weeks has been in this year. They're up what? Somewhere between 10 and 12, right? Countrywide. I, and now, what if you, or what if you had a, uh, a five year contract to build 15 houses a year, 30 houses a year for somebody? For God's sake, lumber's tripled. It, 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 the CPI is up two percent. How does that even help you, right? And, and now we get to the Fed, and we get to the stuff you'd like to talk about. Uh, the subjects, every single subject, whatever it is, you can't believe anybody. It appears to me, or am I just getting grumpy? I I think that, cha- I think that's the challenge,
3: yeah. It is. Uh, people don't believe any anything anymore. Which should they true. Well, and they don't they don't open them themselves up to be challenged by information because they continue to, you know, take their uh, information from a designated layer hose that won't surprise them. So, you know, for example, one of the easiest way outs for me in any kind of political discussion is that person who says Well, I'll never watch MSNBC or CNN, uh, or the person that says I'll never watch Fox News. Um, if you're truly, you know, absorbed by politics and you're discounting, you know, an entire perspective, then, then you're not well informed. Because I can guarantee you, having, being somebody that watches all those stations, that that you will actually hear actual information on one channel that you'll never hear it on another, and that goes both ways, right? And it's because of the perspectives that they choose, you know, I mean, I mean, look at look at today. If you if you were to turn on, you know, CNBC and MSNBC today, or CNN and MSNBC, you're gonna you're gonna hear about January 6th. You're gonna hear about climate change, and you're gonna hear about. Disrupting in our democracy. You won't hear... You know, that's what you're here. You won't hear... Ironically, you're not going to hear about anything about today. You're not going to hear about the border problems. You're not going to hear about inflation or supply chain disruptions. You're not going to hear about you know, the opioid deaths. You're not going to hear about uh, you know the, the impact of inflation. You're not going to hear about rising crime. You're not going to hear about the things that affect people's daily lives. But you will hear about other serious issues like January six. Um that's in our democracy and climate change, so completely different perspectives you know one c- kind of living in the past and the future, another living in the now, we're both real subjects, but com- talking about completely different priorities right so you and unless you have a balance of that, you can't make any sense out of anything but the irony, as you know, entering any political discussion with anybody nowadays, that in the first one minute, you know where they're, you oh, know, sure. what firehose they're drinking from. Because you know what subjects are the ones that are more important to them. And that's what's been fed to them by the respected media channel.
2: You sound like a... So, uh,
3: yeah, I, I, I've, I've lost interest in engaging in any kind of discourse with anybody who immediately tells me, well, I... I don't listen to MSNBC or CNN ever because, right? And it just means well. I'm not going to have a meaningful conversation with you because you don't know everything. You're not hearing all sides. You're not hearing all sides of the story. Right?
2: You sound like a uh, a younger Tom Selleck on Blue Bloods. He said one day the quote was, uh, "I watch that show from time to time." He goes, "If you find out when you're older that." Anybody over the age of twenty-one, four words into their in their discussion, you know what their agenda is. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, I, gotta, guess I have, but I have a quick question for you. When you watch, I, I'm, I'm stuck on the the uh, business channels, right? Now, if if I'm I'm going to say if I'm if I'm dumb enough to think that CNBC or Fox. I mean, obviously, if there's a breaking news out of the government with some kind of number or something, I guess they're a news channel for for 30 seconds. But if if you're not smart enough to pick up the fact that all it is is a bunch of people trying to tell you to send them dough and the market's always going up, and you're going to be a bunch of CEOs that you're never going to ask a tough question for because they won't come back, and you've got a guy like Steve Leisman all he cares about is being tight with the Fed, so he will never criticize the Fed. He's their lapdog. If, if you if you can't figure that out, I guess whose fault is that, Jeff? I mean, uh, I mean, yep. I mean, is our education system got? I mean, when you start, there is no such thing as twenty four hour news. It's twenty four hour ratings, right? I mean, news was was Walter Cronkite for a half hour at night when CBS or or NBC or whoever. Basically, gave up a half hour hour, and they still wanted to do better than the other news show, but they weren't about to to throw a whole bunch of different stuff in there that wasn't news to try and get ratings because you needed it just for the news. I mean, it, it's anybody who doesn't think there's a difference. I mean, what's what's school? Are we, how much are we paying for this education, Jeff? For God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> well,
3: it's, it's a fair question. I mean, but the, you know, I mean, of course. Well, we should expect more. Yeah. And we should be getting more, but but no, you, you're you're right. I mean, you, at, at this point, if you don't know what you're getting, then, you know.
2: Well, I mean, I, I would love to have, um, you know, if, if I had to, the chairman of this company, I'd, I'd say, well, by the way, you, you're you're you're, uh, you're you're just like you did. in your in your additional lockbox. Seems to me, I get an awful lot of Chinese factories. In an area here that's kind of suspect how do you make sure that nobody in there is this kind of labor and by the way what do you pay people over there and and how much are you paying off a politician i'd love to ask those questions but you think the guy's ever coming back right but that's the news right i mean (laughs) mean, what's going on here (laughs) what are you doing But nobody wants to you know why didn't somebody say to jay powell "How, how come you how come you don't give people numbers anymore what's the matter with you how, how, did, how do the two guys who left here for insider trading, they, they weren't prosecuted. They just were allowed to leave. And yet we have, we have, you know, a hundred, a hundred and fifty or two hundred, whatever number it is of cases of insider trading that were anywhere near, don't have anywhere near the information these guys had. How is that fair? You think he wants that question?
3: Yeah, yeah that, and that's, boy, that, that's a very, very real consideration. And I have to admit, um, that, that's something we've been vulnerable to as well. that... Particularly a, a, a admittedly second tier outlet. Uh, we're you know, we're not a push to a uh news organization or media organization because we're not well known, we're not at that level. And you you absolutely do calibrate uh questions. It's part of your consideration process. How probably I want to push this person if I ever wanna be able to speak to him again. And um, that's an unfortunate reality that second-tier outlets have to engage in. The irony is a first-tier outlet doesn't have to engage in it, but they do it anyway. So, you know, God knows why George Stephanopoulos asked the, the most softball questions that you can ever ask. Um, and he does it for different reasons. He does it for political partisanship reasons. But because you know, when your ABC news, you're going to be able to get that person back uh, because because of the size of your platform. But they do it for a very distinctly different than uh, CNBC, uh, you take know what? That right there to CNBC. You know, CNBC's lifeblood. talks about a conflict of interest. Business model is all the mutual funds and brokerage firms that that advertise on their channel. That's where all their revenue comes from. So they're not going to turn. Term- turn off or turn away those CEOs of those firms with real questions because they rely on them for advertising revenue. So those are very, very real considerations. And that explains the frustration that a listener has when they hear a thoughtful question and say, well, why don't you ask them this, this, or this? Because there's real economic considerations that go in that, that are involved there. And that's one of the great things about you know, citizen journalism in general is at least those kind of questions can be raised, but the problem is they don't have the same audience. You know, get well, audience. you're not going to. The, the guy's that's not
2: going to show, or even even if he does, you're you're right. A politician is not going to turn off ABC and, and say I'm never showing up, but they may right. they may show up after they show up to other places.
3: That's right, and that's that's expensive. that's a it's costly for him. You know.
2: But, I mean, you're, you're not going to
3: get. Show, if you're, you know, Tapper, uh, Chris Wallace, or whoever ends up replacing them, or, um, you know, anyone on the Sunday show is really, really in hot competition. And you got to be
2: careful. Reality.
3: But it's all.
2: But it's all about, about FaceTime. I mean, you're not going to get the same criticism I have about CNBC. I mean, I, I, you know, I think in a lot of ways, you know, pick a Bernie Sanders. Uh, you know, Let's say, for instance, that Bernie's heart's in the right place. You know, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't agree with a lot of what he says, but uh, not that I'm conservative. I just don't think the stuff adds up. But I mean, I, if he, he would not want to be any part of around you or me, especially me, where he would say something about we're going to do this, we're going to pay off student debt, and oh, by the way, we're going to we're going to put a tax on Wall Street trading or something, and we'll pay for it. I and mean, I'd be the first person to say I'd be ready. I'd say, okay, student debt is. $90 billion, and the uh, Wall Street transactions are this, and if we put a two-cent thing on it, which would kind of gum up the works anyway, uh, we're going to make like one one-hundredth. I mean, Bernie, where's your calculator? Because here's mine. I might say something like that. which he, I mean, the numbers, these people, they're never called out on what they say, or do they add up, because the stuff just doesn't add up, I mean, no matter which side of the aisle you're on. And you listen to in one week. I listened to who's the the lady senator from uh, the blonde lady from New York. Uh, Maybe she was on, followed by Ted Cruz. (laughs) So talk about a a contrast. And and you know what? Both of them had some ideas. It seemed like they their heart was in the right place. But as soon as they wandered off on any sort of specific, Jeff, you sit there and go, Do these people even own a calculator? And what are they talking about? you know i mean there there there's 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 their sense of what's going on around the country versus where they're at mentally they 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 need to they need to get out and, and and get out of the limousine or something i mean there's just there's no didn't appear to be any sort of feet on the ground on what they were talking about how much it would cost and who's going to pay for it and those kinds of things i mean neither one of them had a clue in my mind i you know i it's just it's not like they were they're horrible ideas or anything or we shouldn't go down that road it's just what what are you even talking about it, it it's it's like you know Cruz was talking about you know Biden's been he's been weak on China he's weak on Taiwan I'm sitting there going what what exactly do you want the guy to do have B-52s flying over China or something I mean I, I no nobody's ready to go to war with China that I can see are you
3: no, and, uh, since we're in luck boxes in the annual forecasting mode, uh, let me, let me ask you this question. We're, and obviously, well, let's preface it with we don't know. But what do you think, uh, Putin's objective is with the, uh, troop builds up with the Ukraine border? He,
2: he senses that he can go in there if he wants and nobody's gonna, no, no, and, and nobody is going to stop him. And he, he feels aggrieved. You could actually, Lou, I don't know if you listened to Lou last week because we had a whole show on it when he was on. He feels aggrieved, and I don't. I don't care what, what Putin feels. I don't like the man at all. But he feels aggrieved that the West, somewhere and Lou, Lou talked about the treaty that these that these buffer countries between Europe and Russia, that when when the Soviet Union broke up, that we would leave. We the West would leave the buffer countries alone. And Lou says, in their mind, again they're just looking for provocation. Maybe in their mind. We couldn't wait to try and recruit Ukraine for NATO. Or, or Lithuania or Latvia or places like that. And the Russians are, they feel that we broke, we or somebody, in spirit anyway, broke their idea of the spirit or whatever the hell was signed. And the only way to get it back is to take it over. And by the way, we're not going to go to war with Russia over Ukraine. And that's kind of where we're at. And, uh, I mean, that's, that was Lou's opinion. And when, now, I can argue with Lou about politics a lot, but when it comes to stuff like that, the guy's pretty bright. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so I mean, I mean, our, I mean, as much as we have a Lithuanian population, if the Russian troops rolled into Lithuania, is NATO really planning on having a ground war with Russia? I don't know. I doubt it. No. Now, now, and Russia is now down to, uh, one of our listeners just sent one in for that show. Russia's down to what, like 8% of the world's economy? They see themselves. Right. Is, is falling away to being a, a non, a non-entity. And, and Putin wants Ukraine and Belarus and a couple of those places back. He feels that they were theirs and they should be theirs. Just yeah. like China feels about Taiwan. Yeah. And I mean, it's i this is what I'm reporting from what Lou was saying and from what I've been reading. I don't, as to, but I mean, for somebody to criticize policy, I mean, what exact, what's, what's your policy? You know, I, I, I'd be, if I was in the Oval Office, Jeff, you'd be in there. I'd have the biggest kitchen cabinet ever. I, well, okay, guys, what are we going to do about this one? I don't know what to do. Do you?
3: No, uh, you know, I, at, at this point, uh, I at this point, it's fate company. I mean, he's, I can't imagine any scenario where he doesn't go in, um, you know, and that we and that we don't, uh, you know, aside from economic sanctions, we're not going to have any response
2: to it either. Well, are we going to? We have allegedly uh military hardware and equipment from uh, Afghanistan <clears throat> are we going to lend lease it to the Ukrainian people so they can put up a fight are we going to are we going to Yeah. I mean when, when what are sure. we going to do are we going to we going to make yeah. we going to make this into some yeah, huge we, war we
3: will do that as just kind of uh, for the optics of, of 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 having a role but we won't uh allocate any any personnel?
2: Whatever. Well, then we're going to start talking about advisors and what about Germany? Is that, is that too close for them? Are they going to say, the hell with this? And then now we're talking about the, the gas pipeline. I mean, how many, how many different things are, are we, are uh, we doing? We're going to head off the break here? But SB Futures up 11, NASF is up 72. Be right back, Stacks and Jacks.
4: On newsstands, but you can subscribe for ten free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com/jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com/jocks.
2: Hello, this is Tom how the chief. Well, now it looks like MAM interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to ptisecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's ptisecurities.com.
5: 3456, that's 708-349-3456, or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Stocks,
2: jocks. And jocks, stocks, and jocks. You are out of
5: control! Right here, right now, right here, right
2: now, right now. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Tyson Jackson. I'm Tom Al. Mr. Matt Weber with his uh, new subject over there. L.E.N. L.E.N., this is the first I've ever heard anybody training and actually say something the first day. You must be doing well. Uh, well, that's a good news. SP futures up 13. NASDAQ futures up 77. Um, where are we here? Dow futures up 80. Over in Europe, we've got uh, DAX up 117.4%. What's he down a buck, Chuck? That's uh, unchanged. Kekaran around up 38.5%, so subdued not as, not as wildly up as we were yesterday, at least so far. Nikkei, however, the, over in uh, Asia, everybody's up. Uh, Nikkei up 392, 1.4%. Shanghai up 14.4%. Hang Seng up 56.2%. percent i don't have to look tomorrow. I, I don't know if Hang Seng was even up on the year. I'll take a look on that for that tomorrow for everybody. Uh, bonds unchanged at 1.47 10-year rate. The bond, um actually unchanged today, but they're minus... Point two three. We were minus point three eight a couple of weeks ago. So we're making a little bit of a move towards zero again. Uh, we'll see if it makes it this time. Uh, Japan positive point zero seven. Oil up a dollar five seventy six fifty six. That's up one point three percent. Brent up eighty nine cents seventy nine forty nine. Natural gas down four cents, hanging in above four bucks four zero one. Arbob up two cents two twenty five. We got gold up eleven dollars and ten cents eighteen nineteen. Silver up thirty seven cents. 2336, who knows? It might get a advance in gold here at the end of the year. Uh, copper unchanged at 447, and we've got the uh, Bitcoin, meaning Bit- Bitcoin in the crypto section, uh, down 1900 bucks to 49200 so under again. It's been flopping back and forth across this 50000 for quite a while now. Uh, I don't know who's doing traffic weather storts, but. We need some traffic weather sports. Yeah, I'm still
4: doing that. Uh, 39 minutes past the hour. Good morning once again to everyone out there. Looks like uh, we're off to a great start here on a Tuesday morning. Holiday week, obviously, light traffic volumes. Uh, the couple of earlier crashes we had last hour are all clear, so that's good news. Looks like only one crash in the area, and it's out in the western suburbs. Uh, there's an accident, Butterfield Road, which is Route 56 at Winfield Road. And that's uh, out in the Wheaton area. But everything else is all quiet out there. Weather today, we'll have a rain-snow mix today. Our first uh, discernible snowfall in uh, of the season. One to three inches of accumulation expected, but we'll have temperatures above freezing for a lot of the afternoon. So it could be a slushy, wet uh, mix with a high of 38. Right now it's overcast and 35 degrees downtown. For our Phoenix listeners, uh, rain in the forecast today with a high of 54 Right now it's cloudy and 46. In sports, the Bulls uh, blow, blew out the Hawks last night down in Atlanta, 130 to 118. Suns lost on a buzzer beater to the Grizzlies, 114 113. Monday night football, it was the Dolphins blowing out the Saints in New Orleans, 20 to three. Chief,
2: maybe we still have to dig out if we can the world's greatest line in the history of of stacks and Jack sports when when Angelica said something on the effect of Bulls lose to Pistons. Why does anybody care? All they do is lose and what's a Piston anyway? (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) I'm like, it's not a Piston, it's a piston. It goes into a car. Why would anybody name a basketball team after something goes into a car? Actually, you you just don't get it. It's Detroit. Why?
4: (laughs) Over the years, we have had, uh, interns and or, uh, associate producers that, uh, don't Know anything or care about sports at all? Which is totally fine. I get that not everyone likes sports. Nothing wrong with that.
2: Girl, Maddie wasn't too big on sports either.
4: But it is funny when you tell them, you know, basically, uh, yeah, we do these uh, these weather and and, and sports reports uh, twice twice a show. You know, just to give an update on the scores. So just pull the Chicago sports from last night and and the Phoenix scores. You know, which during the summer that would be the cubs and white Sox, and and the arizona diamondbacks and the fact that their eyes gloss over like i don't even know what the hell you're talking about that just is amazing <laughs> to me like i can't even i am it's so in, ingrained in in my being that i can't understand how people don't know that well in the summer it's baseball and here's the teams and in the fall it's you know, football in the winter. It's basketball and hockey. And 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 I know all the teams in every town. I know the leagues. And and a lot of people just don't know or care about that stuff. And I guess that's, that's Maybe fine, the, the
2: idea of somebody pulling up the Tribune and people actually used to get the paper and that going to the sports section first. I can't even imagine no, I that. can't
4: either. And uh, you know, I'm not an expert in in a lot of stuff, obviously. But I'd like to think I I could you know sort of talk at a high level about pretty much anything. And there's a lot of people that just aren't like that.
2: No, you know the the people, the, the the names and stuff have passed me by. I mean, it well, yeah,
4: I don't expect anyone to know the seventh guy on the roster of the uh, you know Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, I don't know that, but you know, to know that uh, it's hockey season, <laughs> and to know that Arizona has a team, you know, yeah. I, I just expect people to know that, but a lot of people don't.
2: Well, it's a it's a big part of the of the GDP in a lot of towns. I mean, Chicago. If the Bears didn't play, well, I say when Chicago was was thriving. If the Bears didn't play, I you know, I guess it wouldn't make all that money. Well, you know, it probably would. Certainly on a Sunday, it's been a, it's been a thriving reason for people to go out and for do over a hundred years. Yeah, for a hundred years for the
4: Bears. The Bears are since nineteen twenty. The Cubs since what eighteen seventy six. I mean, and Wrigley right there at Clark and Addison since nineteen fourteen. I mean, it's I, I would I would assume it's pretty ingrained in a lot of people, but uh, I guess not everyone.
2: Well, it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a thing to go and do. I, mean, I think they're. The 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 even though you still get people going, they're 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 ruining the the show. I mean by by the length and things like that in, in baseball. I mean I go into this a lot, but I mean the the, the, the worst was the World Series when they start they started talking about the these Houston fans are like really into it and they panned the, the crowd in about the seventh inning and like five of ten people were asleep. <laughs> it, it was it was one of those innings where it was like the fourth pitching change, they had nothing else to do, so they start panning the crowd and everybody was sitting there bored to death. I mean, it was, I mean you're yeah. like, what am I doing here?
4: We've talked about this with Jeff before, but uh but sure. yeah, baseball yeah. is in a world of hurt. Um and I love baseball. But there's it's it's just not growing at all. Um in fact it's declining and they have to make some significant changes, otherwise it's going to be a niche sport like boxing and there's gonna be, you know, hardly anyone that follows it.
2: Well, I mean I went to uh my buddy Greg invited me to three Sax games, not last year obviously, the year, be- the year before and you know i 'm not you know i 'm not ninety or anything like that, but realistically, I mean I get up at a reasonable hour to do the show. I care about doing the show i want i 'm picking Maddie up or doing something i can 't be down at 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 sox park it 's seven at ten o 'clock and it 's the seventh inning i mean I, I mean what am I doing down here i 'll get out of here at what, eleven fifteen and you know the, out to the parking lot and fight the traffic home and I get home at midnight for a baseball game without even at least at least when I used to do that, I go to a bar afterward and I, mean, I had, at least I had a good time right yeah
4: it's not it's not enjoyable at that point um you know if if on a tuesday night to go to a night game knowing that there's a good chance you're not going to get even out of the stadium until 10 30 if you stay at the whole if you stay the whole way and then and then like you said fight traffic and, and get back or or fight the train and get back uh you know it's just why would you want to do that and so people don't um but that said Going on a sun, uh, Saturday afternoon or, uh, you know, a, a day game at Wrigley or something like that is still a great time. Have a, have some beers, have some hot dogs, sit in the sun, watch a good, uh, good product, hopefully. Uh, that's, a, that's still a great day.
2: Oh, absolutely. So Jeff,
3: uh, for the, well, uh, well yeah. let me just, and I know you're, you're right, Mary, we, we have spoken about this, but I, I let me just actually one quick question because I, I know you're into this. If there was one change that we made to baseball that might make it more, more marketable or embraceable by the younger demographic that it appears to be losing each year, what would that be?
4: So to me, number one is I would do a pitch clock. So it's simple. It's, they've, they've fooled around with it in the minor leagues. It's the only thing that works. So every other sport, right? Every Mm -hmm. other sport has a clock. Football, you have to snap the ball within 40 seconds. Basketball, you have a 24-second shot clock. And it keeps the game moving. It keeps it interesting. And since baseball doesn't have a clock in any other way, uh... Set it up 20 seconds, like Chief said back in the day, you know, Fergie Jenkins used to get the ball and, and toss it within 15, 20 seconds and it kept the game moving. He was like 11 seconds. Right, and all of a sudden, so instead of a, a three or three and a half hour game, you have a two or two and a half hour game and it aligns with a basketball or a football time length and that makes a lot of sense. That's number one. That's easy. There's no reason why they're not doing that. Uh, that could be done tomorrow and, and you would shorten your game by an hour. Done. That's Mm -hmm. it. Uh, and, and that would keep people's interest. Secondly, the reason why the NBA does so well globally, better than any other sport, and the reason why the NFL does well in the U.S. better than any other sport, is they really market their individual players uh, better, and they embrace uh, some of the gambling stuff and the in-game live betting type things. And baseball is right. very conservative with that. I would be marketing my individual players so much cuz that's what the young people like. They don't care about the teams as much. They care about the individual players. And I would be marketing the in-game uh betting and and fantasy and daily fantasy and different things you can do better than they do. Whereas football really does that well. If you combine those things, um I think you could I think you could at least stop the bleeding. I mean and and hopefully turn it around. Right. Yeah, I think
3: I think those are dead on accurate uh suggestions. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't. Th- have I have a, I have a real issue with the gambling piece. I, I don't. I don't have a. I never had a problem with gambling. I mean, I like gambling. The idea that all of a sudden you get any of these people and it's not going to become a a moral cesspool. I don't. I don't buy that at all. I. I. I think we're way too fast into this. Into this. It's, it was like a. It's. It's sort of like the voting. Do I think people should be able to vote by mail? Yeah. Do I think it should all happen in one year without any any. What
4: they need to do is uh, they have really bad blackout rules in their TV. And it doesn't affect us here in Chicago because we have, you know, the Cubs and White Sox. But if you're a fan that lives in a market that maybe you moved away from your hometown or maybe you live in a market that doesn't have a big league team, uh, but you if you live within three or four hours of that city, you're, bl- you're blacked out still. And you can't even pay up. Like, if you live two hours outside of Chicago and you're a White Sox fan, you're still in the blackout rules and you might not get the local channel and so and, and you might buy MLB package and still be blacked out and you can't even get the games and they have really bad rules on how is how
2: does that work explain that. i know you're right that
4: they need to i don't know all the details i've heard a lot of people complain that, for example if you live in a in a state like Nebraska or Iowa or you know South Dakota or something like that so you're in a state that that doesn't have a big league team but you're within driving distance of Chicago, Minneapolis, Kansas City, St. Louis, um, you know, Milwaukee, whatever, uh, you're blacked out from those teams because you're still part of their market. So they, they, if you buy the MLB, uh, the package or whatever, uh, you're blacked out from those, th- those are considered local games and they black out the local games. Well, you might not get that channel. Uh, in your market because you don't actually live in St. Louis, so you're you can pay up for the MLB package and still not oh, get wait the wait team that me, you're trying me, to get. Let
2: me get this straight: if I live in Peoria and it's closer to Chicago than St. Louis, and I'm a Cardinals fan, I can't get. The Cardinals on my Major League Baseball package, that's insanity.
4: Exactly. So, and I, and I don't know if the Peoria example is, is, is exactly dead on, but that's the idea. Yeah. So you, th- they have it sort of mapped out, right? In these, in this crazy sort of mapping, like it's almost like a political map, right? And th- basically they say the, the higher percentage of people that live in this area cheer for this team. So you can, that's your local team. Well, you might not get that local channel. No, maybe you do, and then you're fine. But if you don't, you're screwed. So you you don't get the local channel, and if you buy the package, you still don't get the team that you want.
2: Well, let me ask you this: Why? That's insane. Why, if I go to a, you know, say say I'm, I haven't done this while, but say I'm out of town and I want to listen to the Cubs on the radio, and I go to the score site, they can't they can't broadcast the game like in a podcast, like. Right. Every, every other thing, you go to the computer or whatever. Just like you can with stacks and jacks, you can you can you can listen there to us. during
4: the Cubs game. They yeah, you, they play taped programming. They black you know, what, it out. what
2: is what is the reason for that? It's right? insane. No one, yeah,
4: it's because they want they MLB wants you to buy their MLB streaming application, which I do buy um, for that reason. So I pay twenty bucks a year, and it's it's cheap. I mean, you know, it's 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 hardly anything. But I pay twenty bucks a year, and I have access to all thirty teams online radio broadcasts because like you said the score is forced to black out their stream so if you're not near a, a radio where you can actually put it on 670 like let's say I, when I, uh, the reason i would get it is because i would be at work and the cubs would play you know 40 or 50 day games right yeah. so i would uh, you couldn't stream it and i didn't i you know i didn't have access to a radio and you couldn't get a signal anyway in a high-rise building half the time so I would pay the twenty bucks a year, and I would—I was able to stream the Cubs game. You sure they're on the not years. doing it because that's uh, why they do it.
2: You sure they're not doing it because of its end fox or espn i don't want to listen to a rod i want to listen to pad hughes i can't listen
4: well that i mean that's part of it but that's the, the real reason is they uh yeah they black it out so you buy that streaming no no package.
2: Uh, but how, who gets to do that is that, is that a major, league that's baseball? major league
4: baseball yeah it's it's all it's all run at the, the major league baseball rule, and that's that's the stuff i'm talking about we saw it with the blackhawks here and i know jeff brought that up too previously uh you know when they wouldn't televise home games because they wanted to get people to buy tickets i could see where that might work in a short-term scenario for like one game but over the course of time you're just all you're doing is not exposing your product to your well, fans. the bears used to be like
2: the bears used to be like <laughs> right that.
4: and so there was a generation of fans and myself included that just didn't know or care about the blackhawks at all because they were never on tv and then all of a sudden they go, they go on TV and they become good and all of a sudden it's like, wow, this is fun. I didn't realize the Blackhawks was a thing. Well, the
2: Bears were on TV. Your, your old man had to take you to the bar to watch it in black and white from South Bend. Yeah, it's crazy. God, <laughs> so, yeah, those were anyway. the, I mean, I, but you wonder, would, would you guys, if, suppose Scotty be me in the Oval Office tomorrow and the fourth thing on my agenda was to get rid of Major League Baseball's uh, antitrust thing and football right behind him, would you guys be against me? I couldn't care less about that. Well, they, they wouldn't be able to make rules like that. They didn't have an antitrust exemption.
4: They couldn't make rules on on who accesses their product.
2: Um, they would. It would be harder for them to. Why couldn't they? Be harder for them to block out? Well, because if you're an anti, antitrust, anybody could sign that contract. I mean, you, there wouldn't be. In other words, if the, if the Cubs wanted to restrict it, I suppose they could. But I don't because it would be their product. But baseball say no. You. You can't broadcast in in st louis That's, they can do that because they can,
4: oh, I see what you're saying, so you'd leave it up to the teams, yeah,
2: okay, yeah, fine with me, um just it's strange but yeah you're right though they i mean this this, this lockout because actually I was talking to my, one of my clients who happens to be a former baseball player, and uh is <laughs> is this all about power for the owners i mean if they just made everybody a free agent, they actually save themselves a bunch of money, but what would that do for their ego?
4: right Kevin writes in and this is a perfect example he gets NBC Sports Chicago which is the local channel that carries Sox, Bulls and Blackhawks uh, and he has Marquee and, but he lives in, in, in South Bend so his cable package is based in South Bend and they pick up the Chicago channels but many other people in southwest Southwest Michigan towns don't get Chicago sports channels even though they're closer to the city than he is and that's what I'm talking right. about and then but so they would still be blacked out in, in most cases from the MLB package So if they're a Sox fan and they buy MLB Package, they might still not get the White Sox, and then they don't get it on their local cable channel either, and yet they're within an hour from the city. The whole thing is crazy, and so you're just limiting your product from people that want it.
2: Well, somewhere, I'm sure there's a a map on somebody's wall, somewhere, I think it's probably South Bend, maybe a little south of there, that the Colts are now your, your local team. And if you go a little east, I think it's Detroit.
4: Right, and you're an hour from Chicago.
2: Well, you're, you're not that far from Indianapolis either if you go a little south to South Bend. Yeah. I'm saying there's there's a line there where the other guys become your local team. Yeah. That your local station, I think, is going to – got to believe uh, if you're south of there at all. South but at least Bend.
4: football, if you pick up – if you buy the package, you get everything. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's my understanding. Whereas baseball, they're they're really strict on that, and I think it's hurting their product.
2: Okay, does every cable sell all this stuff now? I, I know Nick at the Tripoli gets the Northeast package, but he has DirecTV. Now would RCN or Comcast sell that or no problem? I'm not so sure they do. Do they sell what? The the, the Northeast package. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think all the cable channels have all that stuff.
4: I don't know if you could if it's on a satellite. I, I mean, if if you're wired cable, can you even do that? I don't know.
2: Well, he's got, some of his TVs are on the local and some are on the satellite. That's why if you watch, sometimes if you watch the same game, one's about a half a second ahead of the other one, drives your eyes bonkers. Have you ever noticed, I can't believe you didn't notice that.
4: i definitely he, noticed that.
2: Yeah, he's got, that's cause he's got two feeds. One is the, I think the local cable and one on one of the TVs, so even when the dish goes out, he's got something. But there's stuff like, whenever you get the Boston feed, it's, or like the Bruins feed, it's always the Bruins announcers. <laughs> Those guys are Well wild. I know
4: he has the Nessun Channel. Yeah, yeah. Which is their that's their sort of NBC Sports Chicago. That's the Boston version. Right is is Nessun. I I mean I that's I where he gets he all the bean to that channel. No, I he know he the, bought, he there's a the
2: whole thing. He gets the Bean Pot and all the other. There's there's several sports stations in Boston. He gets all of them. Okay, cool. Be I mean, like somebody uh, getting all the Marquee and everything else from here. If, if you're in New York, if you're a Cubs bar or something or a Sox bar, and it's I you know, it's interesting. I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that sports are a real big deal But uh, so Jeff, what, the new year yeah,
3: Well well, so to answer your question there, I would vote for your legislation if you became Dean deputy into the White House, as long as you agree to rename Lakeshore Drive to Jeff Joseph showing the Pointed point of travel like okay. um, so that,
2: that, but we could find, uh, find something we could find something, maybe we put Meg's Field back into an airport and make it uh you know, Jeff Joseph Field or something. <laughs>
3: uh, other answer to your question with a minute ago, is the Hang Seng is actually down for the first time in years, down 15%. Yeah. And it was at a 20% low relative to the, or the countries. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, at its lowest point in 20 years relative to the Morgan Family Country Index, which I, I think is pretty interesting. And say, you know, because of all the property payments. You know, Jeff fears and stuff like
2: that. Well, they took the and they took the it. big hit on a lot of those uh, tech companies. Not so much the yeah. mainland mainland China stuff. Uh Jeff, do yeah, you, have, you have a do uh, yeah. w- w- you have any prediction this year? I guess my like, my question is, w- w- with the midterm elections coming up, what are they willing to do? My concern is to to uh, jury rig the market in terms of the midterm elections. I don't. Are they willing to throw us into some massive inflation? I mean, what's the motivation here, right? It seems like it's obvious what they have to do and they refuse to do it. There are obviously some reason they don't want to. Uh,
3: there appears to be an unwritten rule that is kind of a, you know, a nonpartisan or bipartisan rule that you don't, uh, you don't raise rates, um, you know, when midterms are approaching. Um, but I don't know how the Fed avoids that issue. They've already signaled a couple of rate increases. So I think it's going to be a real challenging rule for Fed policy because you know, it's just something you don't do. It's kind of a courtesy to the existing the administration's putting in place. So you don't raise rates probably through midterms, but we'll see how to avoid it. It's going to be a rough one. All
2: well, right, Jeff, we'll talk to you. Hey, Happy New Year, buddy. Next week, we, well, yep. we can't wait to talk to you again. As usual, SP futures only up 6, as if he was up 49. What the hell, a downtick. That's, a, that's a bizarre. Back tomorrow, Stocks and jacks. What do we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir.
4: I don't know either.